and welcome to yet another graduation ceremony at Living the Stream University. Today we recognize Ryan Fitzpatrick as our latest LTS University graduate. It is you, Ryan, who have scored the 10th most fantasy points this season, despite missing most of one game. You have thrown 25 touchdowns and 11 interceptions in this great season with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker catching your mostly errant passes. Congratulations, Ryan. And please, security guards, escort the Geno Smith truthers out of the building. Thank you. Fantasy Football Podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback defense tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And I am joined, as always, by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, my man? I'm, I'm just so happy for, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick and his big, bushy beard, uh, you know, that he finally graduated from LTS University. It's a big day for him. It's, it's been a, a, a great year for, for LTS University, to be honest. It, it is. And had, know, with, with Fitzpatrick, you know, this is probably the most prestigious graduation he's ever going to go to. I mean, definitely. I, I don't. I can't even. I can't think of another graduation that would be more important or more prestigious. In my, I, I can't think of one. No, no, especially not Ivy League. But anyway, yeah, definitely not Ivy. League. But we got we got Ryan Fitzpatrick. We got Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton, Blake Bortles, Tyrod Taylor. We only did a ceremony for Tyrod though. <laughs> before before this one, that's because that. That one, that one was was a little bit more special. It was special, yeah. I mean, he was basically he was available on every waiver wire in America to start week one, you know. Yeah, and then but then Andy Dalton unfortunately died. I mean, the, the equivalent of death to a fantasy owner <laughs> happened to. Literally, I mean, it was the equivalent of death. Like Andy Dalton died. Like he broke his thumb, but it, he might as well have died. Okay, I'm not I, okay. That's, that's a bad way to start the show. Luckily, though, we're recording the show this time, so I'm. If I, if I throw another douche rattle down, then then it'll get the first time I throw it down, and not the second time. You can't listen. It can't be worse than last week. That's that's what I'm going on for right now. It was amazing. Whenever so, we, you know, we post the podcast, and I name it like the worst episode ever, or whatever, because it was. It was bad. And, but then people would respond and they'd hit me up on Twitter and be like, that was the worst thing I ever listened to. And I couldn't tell if like they were being sarcastic or if they were just legit. It was the worst thing they ever heard in their life. I got the same thing. I, I, so I went on uh, uh, Christopher Harris's podcast uh, last week and uh, so someone tweeted me and said, heard you on the Harris podcast, decided to listen to LTS. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> Like I have no idea. I have no idea. Like it's really kind of sad though that because like I feel like people that come in and start listening to Living the Stream now might not fully understand everything we say. And then whenever we're totally off our game and like there's just no flow to our conversation, it it it, it combines to be probably the worst thing that anyone's ever listened. But to. then I got I got a few tweets. Them it said. Uh, you know, I was dying laughing at, you know, at the, at how terrible it was. So 
maybe people to you know had some positive takeaways but that that one guy was like i heard your name on a on a huge podcast i tuned in <laughs> it was really horrible but i'll give you one more shot he did say he would give us one more shot so oh that's good that's good hopefully hopefully we make up for it now that i am recording correctly this time around thank jesus so, so that's good uh all right denny before we talk about uh week week 15 big week uh semifinals for, for most leagues, for, for it should be for all, but I, I saw some Twitter questions that we'll get into later. Uh, a, a really, really big week for probably both of us, too, I'm assuming. Uh, so we really can't screw this up, and unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be one of the hardest weeks of the season, given the way the slate has kind of broken down, and because of all the injuries, of course, too. Uh, but before we get into that, Denny, why don't you talk about our sponsor? Yeah, it's uh, dailyfantasycafe.com. Uh, check out their various DFS tools, uh, and uh, check out my my column, uh, the Slate Breakdown, which comes out on Thursday morning, dailyfantasycafe.com. So last week, week fourteen, uh, not great, Bob, but it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't awful. You like that Mad Men reference? I it, it wasn't wasn't awful. Uh, we'll start with defense. I think defense was actually the, the strongest point for us last week. Uh, you had the Lions, who kind of. Didn't, didn't perform like they should have uh, given the matchup against the Rams. They only put up three fantasy points. Then you, you threw out the Jets as kind of a, a higher-owned uh, team. They ended up scoring uh, 11 fantasy points. They had a nice performance. Uh, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars, Denny. Yes. Jacksonville. We had, I, A couple people hit us up and thanked us for that pick, which was nice because, number one, it was a sweet pick. But, number two, we never get thanked. <laughs> yes, that's true. It was nice to be to be thanked. So thank you for sending that. Twenty three points. Well, twenty points. What I was looking at, but sure, uh, depending on your yeah scoring they, settings. Uh, yeah, the Jags. That they they were a nice. And you know, you're probably like forced into playing. I know that in in one league, I was absolutely just forced into playing them. Uh, and they were out there on like ninety five percent of waiver wires. So I was like, ah man, I got to go with the Jags. You know, please give me eight points. And ended up, you know, tw- it was twenty three in that league. I was like, okay, well that worked out. Thank you. What a what a weird game that was too. I know it was a a, a debacle of a of a game. I mean, from from most standpoints, but then like if you played Blake Bortles and DFS, you probably did great, even though he was terrible. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like I told you, I messaged you today. I think it was, and I was very. I'm so lucky. I had a lot of buys this year because. Allen Robinson is on a lot of my rosters, and his one catch, I know it was a touchdown, but that, that would have screwed me. I would have been done so. Oh, yeah. No. Um, Between Mike Evans and Allen Robinson and Calvin Johnson, my God, what a... Oh, yeah, it was horrible. And DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, it was it was a rough week. for, And then Thomas Rawls getting hurt, Andy Dalton getting hurt. Right. It was a really rough Julio week. Julio Jones retiring. It was just a... Was yeah, a Julio tough, Jones retired. Tough yeah. Tough week. Yeah, it was insane. Uh, our tight end was Austin Safarian Jenkins. He had 6.1 points. Didn't I, did I, I think I talked about Owen Daniels last week, but Vernon Davis ended up playing. So it it wasn't, wasn't really, and he had that key drop. Oh my God, that was so bad. Vernon Davis. Uh, Safarian Jenkins really, really shat the bed, uh, (laughs) thrown, thrown shat out there. That's for you, Tom Everett Scott. Uh, so Safarian Jenkins had 6.1 PPR points, which is not good against a defense that just has gotten destroyed by everything, mostly tight ends also. Uh, and then Jameis Winston obviously was uh, you know, one of our streaming quarterbacks. He only put up 13.68 points. Now, it was a low-scoring week for quarterbacks, so it probably didn't kill your team, which was, which was great. 
Um, but at the same time, that's that that was uh, the second worst. Per- actually, no, the worst performance against against, against the Saints this season. Yeah, you know, what, only which is crazy. Only the Bucks offense could make the Saints defense look like the '85 freaking Bears, right? I mean, right. I mean, what right. what in the world? That that was that was like your your Tampa Bay stacks and DFS were were literally on fire by two o'clock p.m. East. Right. I mean, and it was the other crazy thing though is Winston actually outperformed some regular, like he outperformed Ben Roethlisberger. Wow, which which is insane because Roethlisberger was almost like a lock to be a, a top five play. But he's, I'm I'm beginning to believe in the home road splits for Big Ben. Yeah, which is why I'm I'm a little bit more up. Op- like last week, I think I said he was going to be QB sixteen this week against Denver. I think I could see it being a little bit higher because they're at home. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, you're, anyway, you're broaching, we also you're broaching in the hot take territory. I think I am. I am. Uh, the other guy that we had was obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick, who now has, I think he has the third most fantasy points over the last three weeks of any quarterback, uh, behind Bortles and Russell Wilson. Uh, he scored 24.82 fantasy points, big day for him. And and with, with Fitzpatrick, it's been pretty consistent. It's been basically between like the 24 and 28 point range over the last three. Yeah. Uh, and then we did mention Brock Osweiler as a deeper play. Who he put up thirteen point three two points can't can't be that mad about that because of his low ownership across all sites and so on. Uh, but still, you know he had a, that great matchup against Oakland, and he too shot the bed. Yes, all over the place. It was disgusting. Yeah, he just just blew up, just up his back. Just you know what I'm talking about. You're a dad. <laughs> yeah, I know about poop. Trust me. Uh, Xavier <laughs> has taught me lessons in poop. It's, an, right. it's the name of my next book, Lessons in Poop. The the next time the next time he the next time, your future child, okay. Mm-hmm. When he poops his pants, or he or she, mm-hmm. and it goes up his or her back, that's that's a Brock Osweiler. Yeah, yeah, I will just call him Melissa <laughs> the, the baby Osweilered. <laughs> right. The baby just Osweilered her all over our living room. <laughs> And then, as that happens, your exorcist vomiting around your living. That's room. for sure, man. It, God, that baby poop can stink, man. I, I, I mean, especially when they get older and it becomes, it becomes something, something like you know, elephant poop, basically. At at some point, and and the the smell, <laughs> the smell is so offensive that I actually get mad. Like I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> like, seriously? like you get mad at God? No, for... I know I'm mad at Xavier. I'm like, you're, you're three years old. He's turning three next this week. He's turning three this week. You need, you know, you need to be shatting on the toilet. That's that's what needs yes. to happen. And these, this stinks so bad that my nose actually burns right now. Yeah, yeah. My nieces are going through that that because they're like close to the same age. That's not. That doesn't seem like it's a fun time potty training your child. Oh man, it's apocalyptic. Ugh. Yeah, that doesn't seem fun. All right, well, let's use that as a segue into the week fifteen <laughs> defensive streamers. Yeah. Yes, here are my poop picks for <laughs> for this week. Uh, uh, yeah, so the, I just want to say a word, a word about the Lions um, uh, in hindsight, which I think we all tune in to fantasy podcasts to hear about hindsight um, <clears throat> being 2020. But uh, the, the Rams last week were actually, uh, their, their implied projection from Vegas was 20 and a half points, which seem kind of shockingly high, right? For a team that's usually mm-hmm. projected for 16 or 17 points, 20 and a half and that they and they were favored. They were favored over Detroit. And I think, you know, just looking back now, uh I think that that was kind of a a quiet signal from Vegas saying that Detroit may have not been the best 
defensive streamer out there because you know we've talked a lot about checking the boxes and a couple of the boxes are we like our defenses at home and we like our defenses favored by Vegas we didn't have either of those going for us last week and mm-hmm. obviously uh it didn't work out for Detroit but on to on to week 15 um <clears throat> I uh I'm not just chasing the Jaguars points here uh they're playing the corpse of the Atlanta Falcons this week um, yes. In in a home game, uh, and while I while I don't think that the Falcons are going to be shut down like they were last week against Carolina, uh, I think that they could score a decent number of points here. The potential for turnovers is pretty clear, clear and present here. Uh, the The Jags actually have been uh, pretty good uh, at home of late. Um, <clears throat> they let's see. They have uh, double-digit fantasy points in four of their past six games, uh, and and most of those are at home. So, you know, I I think that they actually have a pretty comfortable floor, uh, and uh, and I would I would just roll with them if if you have them, uh, and if the Steelers defense is not on the waiver wire, and uh, that is my second my second pick would be would be Pittsburgh. Although I just flipped the script a little bit. Pittsburgh actually I would I would favor over the Jaguars if both are on the on the waiver wire. I think people are seem on Twitter people seem very very hungry to play the Steelers defense against the Broncos. And mm-hmm. I after looking into it a little bit cuz I mean this being, you know, Tuesday afternoon I hadn't had a, a chance to really look into it but uh seeing that the Steelers are 6 point favorites they're at home and seeing what happened when Brock Osweiler last week <laughs> Osweiler all over himself uh, <laughs> uh, when when he faced a negative game script, you know, and that was yeah that was really the the first time as a starter for for Denver that he has faced a, a truly you know bad you know got to throw got to drop back and pass game script. So mm-hmm. if the Steelers can force them into that again, which I think that. I mean, Vegas says that's likely, and I think it's likely seeing how potent the Steelers' defense can be and how bad the the Broncos' offense can be. Um, I I think that the Steelers are actually a, a, a legit play. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, so just, just, be, just to be clear, I like the Steelers and then the Jaguars. Sweet. And then finally, uh, Thursday night is the Rams and the Bucks. Now, I said I in, in my dreaming a streaming uh, piece on the fake football. I mentioned that I if I have to choose between the Rams and the Bucks, I'm actually choosing the Rams here for several reasons, including that they are playing a uh, very inaccurate quarterback in Jameis Winston, who is 32nd in uh, accuracy on aim throws. I mean, it, like he's right there with Ryan Mallett and and Nick Foles, if you can. Um, wrap your head around it. Yeah, right. So the they both have good streaming scores. The Rams are not streamers. The Bucks are. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so the Bucks would be my my third option. Hoping and praying that Todd Gurley can be phased out of this game because when he is involved and when the script stays neutral, it's a problem. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a big problem right. for the opposing team. Uh, so you know, I think Case Keenum is supposed to start. Is that right? I believe so. I I, I don't know for sure though. Yeah. So uh, I would be more bullish on Tampa if Foles was starting, but uh, I I would 
I would be fine with them if if you can't get the Steelers or or Jacksonville. Yeah, it's it's really we. Uh, Rich Rebar sent out a tweet about Todd Gurley where he had like four pretty big runs, and that's really where his his damage came. And I'm not one of those people, and neither is Rich, that that says like take away those runs or whatever. But at the same time, it's 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 just you know that's the way that Todd Gurley is, and that's the kind of runner he is. He's just like Adrian Peterson, where he breaks those big ones, those big backbreakers. But six, from a success rate standpoint, which is you know basically percentage of positive plays made. He, he's not that strong because he's a home run kind of hitter. Uh, and you kind of have to be in that offense. But um, so I, I think it's interesting too, because Tampa Bay can stop the run. They can't stop the pass. It's, it's a really, which, you know, it's the same kind of matchup that we thought that, that Detroit had last week uh, because Detroit was stopping the run really well too. Um, but I, I do think that Tampa Bay is a pretty strong look this week. It, I couldn't believe when I looked back at the uh, uh, at the at the numbers for that game that that Rams Lions game. Gurley got sixteen carries. I thought that right, right. I thought that he. I would have guessed just by seeing you know that game flash on red zone and whatnot. I would have guessed twenty five carries. He got sixteen. Right. Unbelievable. Right. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. It looks like. It's it it changed from a pick'em to the Saints or sorry the the Rams as as one point favorites. So right. I mean it's still I mean the over under I think is just forty one. So it, it should be low scoring, which should give you a nice floor at least. Right, right, and and but I think that that you know again you know just looking back at that Detroit game again the Rams are favored again their point total is not you know in that crazy bad uh you know mm-hmm. Niners Browns range. Mm-hmm. So I, it's just something to be careful for. I'm just I, I just don't think that the Bucks. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it's it sets up exactly like last week, which is we saw what happened last week. Right. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I totally hear you. All right, uh, quarterbacks. So this week, quarterbacks suck. Like it's really bad. And if you lost Andy Dalton and you're listening to this podcast because of that, um, then I'm sorry. Well, that's the end because that's the end of the show. Okay. All right. Yeah, the, the show's over. I'm sorry, guys. Good luck. <laughs> Week 15, good luck. Uh, first quarterback is Alex Jesus Take the Wheel Smith. Uh, he, you know, I, I think with, with Alex Smith, the fear is kind of, kind of, actually what's weird about last week is, I, you know, I think that the, the weather and stuff didn't play well. We didn't, we didn't stream him last week, which was kind of a, a blessing, but we didn't, we didn't like what, how that game set up for Alex Smith because it, it was going to turn into a potential debacle where they just were giving the ball to Spencer Ware and, and Charkandrick West and Alex Smith didn't have anything to do with that game. Yeah. And it's kind of set up the exact same way this week. Uh, the difference is that there aren't very good quarterback streamers this week. So I basically could have said this exact same stuff last week for Alex Smith and it still would have been pretty credible. Uh, but this week it's just, you know, there, there aren't as many options, but you know, I think that so the fear with Alex Smith is that, you know, they're seven and a half point favorites against Baltimore, meaning he's not going to need to throw. You know, to be fair, Kansas City still has about a 25 point uh, implied team total this week. And Alex Smith has averaged almost identical fantasy output this season when his team has been favored by a touchdown or more than when it's not been. And that's that's happened three times this season. So, you know, Baltimore secondary is horrendous. Smith has that 13-point floor, pretty much. That's, that he hasn't scored any fewer than 13 points all season long. So you have that floor with Alex Smith. So he's not, like, a terrible option. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think he has an insane ceiling this week. He, If you're looking for ceiling, I would not look at Alex Smith this week. Well, you got to like the Chiefs having an implied total of 25 points here. I mean, that's... that's you definitely do, yeah. Yeah, the fear, I mean, to me, it's it's just... 
this game becoming a, a very, very, you know, the, the team total matters most for sure. Uh, but at the same time, we know the tendencies of the Chiefs uh, and, and the fact that like they will, they're fine to just win this game on the ground. Right. They'll be, they'll be fine doing it. And that. things could, things could get weird here. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, against, against the Ravens team, I think uh, uh, Harbaugh said the other day that they would kind of see what they have as far as personnel goes and right. Shaw may or may not start and Ryan Mallett's on the team. So, I mean, that uh, it could be, it could be a crazy thing where the chiefs defense goes insane and nobody else produces. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind right. of say. Yeah. And that, and it's, you know, just like last week, the chargers are in the same spot as the Ravens are where they, their, their personnel is pretty terrible. It's not great. And uh, you know, that, but unfortunately, you know, the reason that Alex Smith didn't perform was not because of game script. It was because of uh, the weather, really, uh, and probably just not performing to, to what he's done this season. But at the same time, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad play, Alex Smith. But I, if you're looking for ceiling, I would not use him. Right. The guy I would use for ceiling, Denny, there you go. is Kirk. That was actually a good segue. That was. That was, that was excellent. No poop segues for me. But then I just ruined the segue <laughs> because I started talking about poop. No, no, no. Listen. Uh, 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 we cannot uh, we cannot do this unironically. We have to do this ironically. So go ahead. <laughs> the, so the the next guy is Kirk Cousins. Um, like I said, I think he has a higher ceiling than Alex Smith at home this year. This is key. I don't know how much noise is built into this, but uh, at home this year, four of Kirk Cousins' seven games have resulted in top ten performance, which. This actually has happened basically after week two because he started the season off pretty poorly. So at home this year, four of his seven games have resulted in a top 10 performance. Three of those seven were top five and two of them were the best. Uh, He was ranked first in quarterback scoring that given week. He's averaging about eight more points per game at home than on the road this year, which is insane. Uh, I think it's, you know, like I said, I think some of that is, is just random noise. Like it's just matchup driven and stuff. But according to number fire metrics, he has a .29 passing net expected points per dropback average at home, which essentially tells us that he's very, very efficient because the average in the NFL this year is like .12. So he's twice as, more than twice as efficient as an average uh, starting quarterback. Basically, that average is better than what Tom Brady has done all season long. Mm. So Kirk Cousins' efficiency at home is better than Tom Brady everywhere, I mean, which... Right. It's insane. Right. It's crazy. It's, it's brave. It's brave of you, you know, to take this stance of her cousin <laughs> right. is better than Tom Brady. I mean, I, I respect it, but it's brave. Someone, someone had an awesome, when I tweeted that stat out today, someone had an amazing response other than yours saying that as well. But his, his response, his response was, yeah, but how many rings does Kirk Cousins have? Oh, no. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, no. So good. He has none and he will always have none just for the rest. Yes. Yes. Uh, and the other thing, too, with this matchup, Denny, is that the Bills' pass defense has been pretty average all season long. Uh, it's not it's not one that you just target. It's not one that you avoid, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every quarterback to face the Bills this year has scored at least 10 fantasy points, which the, the thing that you fear with Kirk Cousins is his floor. Uh, whereas if you know that floor is kind of there, then you can just kind of reach for the ceiling, which is what we know Kirk Cousins can hit a high ceiling when he's at home. So I really like Kirk Cousins. I think, you know, it's a fantasy playoffs. You've got to go big. You can't just play Alex Smith and feel super good about it. I would rather just go with Kirk Cousins and, and, and stream to victory. I, I think I would too. I, and you know, anytime, anytime that wa- I know this sounds funny, but anytime Washington's coaching staff decides it's time to score points, 
Kirk Cousins actually performs really well from a fantasy yeah. standpoint. It, it, yeah. It's just that their goal is not always to score points, which is pretty Right, cool. right. Yeah, it's really strange. Very strange. Uh, the third guy I'm not as optimistic about, but I, I think he's he's usable. Um, it, it's Jay Cutler. Uh, he bounced back last week after three really, really horrendous performances. So obviously, you know, a lot of volatility exists with Cutler. I mean, he scored 9.5, 12.9, and 7.1 points before last week in the three weeks prior. Uh, but Minnesota's banged up in the secondary. Uh, Cutler put up 19.54 uh, fantasy points against them earlier in the season. And then since week seven, I, I, I pulled this right before the show, Matthew Stafford was a QB 11, Cutler was QB 11, Derek Carr, QB, or Nick Foles, sorry, I skipped over Nick Foles because he's not really a quarterback. Nick Foles, QB 26, so that was a good performance for them. But then, so you have Stafford, QB 11, Cutler, QB 11, Foles, QB 26, Carr, QB 10, Rodgers, QB 8, Russell Wilson, QB 3, Carson Palmer, QB 8. Mm. Like, we're talking about like high-end performances against this Minnesota secondary over the second half of the season. And I, I think Cutler can put something together and, and, and be usable. We've seen Cutler in the past perform when the matchup doesn't appear to be that good. He's kind of he's, – he's matchup-proof in a way that he doesn't make any sense. And his matchup – like San Francisco two weeks ago, best matchup imaginable, and he puts up seven fantasy points. Right. And then and then last – I mean, last week was a decent matchup, but um, he's just he, – he's done this, and he did this last season. So – He's very volatile, we know that, so he's very risky as as a result. Kirk Cousins is volatile too, but I think Cousins has a little bit more of a ceiling than Cutler does, especially when you look at their implied team totals. But I do think that if you're in a bind, that Cutler can come through. Sure. Word. All right, Denny. Tight ends. Get it. All right. So three days after making fun of Zach Ertz truthers on Twitter, I am <laughs> I am I am now bullied. <laughs> you are now Zach Ertz truthers. Zach Ertz. So I will be at that truthers meeting. I'm I'm guessing it's usual time, seven a.m. sharp Sunday morning. Uh, I'll bring the uh, coffee. Um, <clears throat> so the Cardinals are uh, what I would call sneaky bad against uh, tight ends. Uh, it, when you adjust for strength of schedule, uh, they give up the um, sorry the twelfth, the thirteenth most uh, fantasy points to tight ends. I, I mean, this is not <laughs> it's not like they're a, a, a fantastic matchup but this this stems this uh um exploitation by tight ends uh, stems from two recent matchups uh week 12 at san francisco uh 49ers tight ends caught nine passes for 138 yards and a touchdown uh and then uh jared cook my boy uh caught four four passes for 26 yards the next week followed by a thursday night uh last week in which minnesota tight ends Led by Kyle Rudolph, caught nine balls for 144 yards. Now I hate Kyle Rudolph so much. I know. I mean, so he's just trolling us at this point, right? Totally, he's doing it on purpose because he's supposed to be good. Right. Well, I know you're listening, Kyle. So thank you for trolling us. It's right. And if you know Niles Paul, tell him that he should get on our podcast. Right. We don't want Kyle Rudolph. Hashtag no Kyle Rudolph on this living stream. Right. Yeah. No. No Kyle Rudolph. Uh, so anyway, they, they obviously teams, I, I think what's happening here and we see this a little bit with Denver is that, um, teams are, uh, not even trying to attack the wide receiver. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. so that leaves the quarterback with having to go somewhere with the football. And, uh, often that means to the tight end, uh, in the middle of the field. 
Uh, so Ertz, who has actually seen a decent opportunity in the Eagles offense uh, lately, uh, he saw seven targets last week, um, had one uh, big game uh, in which he rumbled along like a young dad runner. Um, yes. Uh, so uh, long story short, I really like, I really like Ertz's floor here uh, against against Phil, um, I'm sorry, against Arizona, uh, in part because the the total the uh, Vegas total is really high here, fifty and a half points. So I, mm-hmm. I, you would have to think that the Eagles will, will have some part of that fifty and a half points, and, right. and that means they're moving the ball down the field, presumably. So I like Ertz. Yeah, I can dig that. Um, so, and that's another thing too that I think that we don't talk about enough on here is that so we know how important that, that touchdown is for a tight end streamer, right? And, and I think that the way that you exploit that is by associating your tight end with a team that's supposed to score a lot of points. It's that simple. Yeah. Like it, it, usually the the problem is that usually teams that are supposed to score a lot of points have high ownership among their players just because they're good offenses. But I think that that's an important point to make because even this week, I mean, the, I mean, the guy that I'm going to talk about, the matchup's really good, but the, the over-under is very high as well. And I like both tight ends in this matchup, but Benjamin Watson is owned in a lot of, of leagues. Benjamin Watson is a stellar play this week. Yeah. I, think, I think Benjamin Watson is going to win someone a million dollars this week. Wow, really? Yeah, I really do. I think, I think he's the tight end to play this week. Um, but... Obviously, he's he's only out there in like 30, 35% of waiver wires. So we're going to look at Eric Ebron, who's on the other side of the field. So Brandon Pettigrew tore his ACL, and he's down. He's out for the year. I know that, that sounds you know non consequential, but it's it's pretty big. Yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of a big deal uh, because you know Eric Ebron has been seeing decent volume. Sure, decent. I say that relatively speaking. Uh, but the injury actually allowed Eric Ebron to play over 70% of the Lions' snaps last weekend, uh, which was the, the most that he's played since week eight. Uh, and so, I mean, Pettigrew was still seeing snaps. He was still on the field. Now you're going to replace that 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 work, putting Eric Ebron in there. He's going to see more snaps. And obviously, if you're going to see more snaps, you're going to have more opportunity. And then there's the fact that, oh, he's playing the Saints, the worst, the worst secondary in the league, the worst at defending the tight end position. I know Austin Safarian Jenkins didn't perform – uh, in, in week 14, but they still have allowed 10 top 10 performances in 13 weeks in PPR leagues to tight ends, which is just, it's still crazy, even after ASJ's uh, poor, uh, poor game. So I think with the high over-under, with the Pettigrew ACL, with the matchup, Eric Ebron is, is the perfect streamer, but then I think that Benjamin Watson is just the, the really, I think Ben Watson's probably like a top three tight end play this week. Wow. Yeah, I... I... Hot. Yeah, I, I would say that he's the ceiling play for sure. Mm-hmm. He's seeing an insane amount of of, uh, of targets in that offense. I mean, he hasn't seen fewer than five since like week four or something. But even the last few weeks, he's averaging I think like eight or nine targets a game. Not not Ebron, Ben Ben Watson. Right. I, that that's gone very much under the radar. I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just wanted to mention Heath Miller, who is still streamable. Uh, last time I checked. Uh, he sort of is plodding along like a good dad. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he gets the, the Broncos this week. Uh, the, the, I just wanted to read the tight end yardage totals against Denver over the past four weeks here. We have uh, 73 yards, 147, 79, and 96. Uh, that stretch includes three touchdowns by tight ends. So I think that, you know, <clears throat> he could have one of those um, – 
PPR days that he was headed <clears throat> headed toward against you know Seattle uh, when you know, Heath Miller went went down early against them. I think he did he have five catches in the first quarter, JJ? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he was just being fed. Yeah. That's why Marcus Wheaton blew up. By the way, yes, definitely. People people are not realizing. So like, okay, this is going to be a Marcus Wheaton rant, but look. Marcus Wheaton, if you look look at Heath Miller leaves that game against the Seahawks, Marcus Wheaton goes nuts. And the next week, Heath Miller doesn't play. Marcus Wheaton has a decent game. And then finally, Marcus Wheaton was just Marcus Wheaton again last week. Amazing. This, this is, it's, a, it's amazing how that works. There are people in my mentions when Marcus Wheaton caught that touchdown the week after the Seattle game, when he caught that touchdown, there are people in my mentions saying that Marcus Wheaton was going to be a wide receiver too from there on out. Oh, yeah. It, I, I, I hate people, Denny. No, I know. No, listen, I, I think I tweeted about uh, Wheaton Truthers uh, climbing from the swamp, muck in their mouths, uh, yeah. just just so so hungry for some attention after all this uh, all this time. I have to do. I have to say, as a Martavis Truther, it tilts me so so bad when Wheaton catches a ball. It doesn't matter what what kind. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can be a ten yard out, and, yeah. and and I'm like I'm like oh my god, that should have gone to Martavis. Oh my god. I don't know why Martavis doesn't play more snaps than he does. I don't know. I to be honest, I, I really I don't understand. I feel like they see him as like a one trick pony, right? Just like go deep and and Roethlisberger will throw it to you, something. Yeah, and he'll catch the the bubble screens and he'll do end arounds. He'll be either really close to the line of scrimmage. I mean, he doesn't cross the middle of the field ever. No, no, but this is not his game. I would, yeah, I mean, uh, anyway, it just it just tilts me to no end when when Wheaton catches the ball. Yeah, it is frustrating. Uh, but it is. you know, as far as like. Is like uh, Ertz or or Miller. I, I don't have strong a strong feeling about you must play this guy over that guy, honestly, because I think that both are pretty good floor plays. Um, so I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I know that's weak. That's a weak take, weak sauce. But I'm I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chastise anyone for playing one over the other. Yeah, just flip a coin. That's what happens sometimes. That's what we do. Uh, to recap, okay, so we got Eric Ebron, Heath Miller, Zach Ertz. At quarterback, we have Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, and Jay Cutler. And at defense, we have Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, and Pittsburgh. There you go. Boom, Twitter time. All right, first one is at Burnsall, bench one in standard. OBJ, Julio, Jeffrey, Evans, Martavis, Bryan. What? That's a team, apparently. I want to join this three-team league next season, by the way. No, but you know what? If we were like, hey... Is this a six-team league? He'd be like, no, it's, th- it's 14. I, I guarantee yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, in that case, I think, oh, man, but with Vincent Jackson out, Evans is going to get fed. God. Probably has to be Martavis, right, against Denver? Yeah, probably. Yeah. This next one is at Seawalk underscore 84. Jets or live the stream? You definitely have to play the Jets this week. Yes, yes, really. Jets are like a top a top three option this week. Uh, Jet, Jets have the second most uh, quarterback hits this season, just, just behind Denver. So Castle should be under a lot of duress. I, I really like that, that combination. Yeah. This next one is at Oshkosh Jeff. For the next two weeks, do you like Ty God or Eli? So... The Bills this week get Washington, and next week I think they get Dallas. Yeah, they do get Dallas. Eli and the Giants, I haven't looked at their schedule, have you? No, I, I haven't. But uh, Eli, I, I don't see really in like a 12-team league, I don't see any reason to play Eli this week. So Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's true because they have Carolina. And then they get Minnesota, which is fine, whatever. I, I, I don't think – I think you just play Ty God. I, I, I do too. If you have to choose between the two, I think you choose Ty God, although – 
the matchup against Dallas stinks. I mean, the quarterbacks are just it does, not, yeah, just not producing. Yeah. Uh, this next one is uh, Denver defense or stream. This is at ask underscore the underscore horse. What What do you think? I, I'm just I'm torn on this. I don't think you can play Denver this week. Wow. Okay. And that's not even Homer me saying that. I, I just I I don't think that Denver is a is a viable option when they're on the road against arguably the best offense in the NFL. And that's not a hot take, right? What? Like I don't think that's a hot take. No, because because A, the Steelers don't turn the ball over that much, and B, the uh Vegas actually likes them to score a decent number of points, so it's not gonna be one of those like, you know, floor right. type plays. I'm I'm looking at this. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look at this. Since that game against Cincinnati in Week Eight, where they the Steelers' offense didn't didn't really put together a great game, it was Ben Roethlisberger's first game back. So if we write that off as okay, Ben Roethlisberger was a little rusty. If, do you remember that game when when the Bengals came back yeah. and won? Yes, I, I since that since that game, here are the opponents. De- here are their ranks week by week. Defenses against Pittsburgh: 24, 21, 12, which was Seattle in Seattle, thirty and twenty one. Yeah, I right. I'm looking at the point totals. The point totals are minus five, minus one, three, minus five, one. So right, yeah, you it's it's hor- it's a horrible matchup. I don't think you can do that, especially whenever you look at the the splits with Ben at home and on the road. I I just don't feel it. And Vegas likes the Steelers a lot. Yeah, I yeah. You know, I'm glad we talked talked through it because now I agree with you. That was like the most real football talk that we've ever had before on this podcast. I know. I feel. I feel like we need a poop joke or something. But we do. We need something. We haven't had a joke in like tw- like twelve minutes. Uh, I know. Uh, People who listen to this podcast not for football are just horrified right now. Right. They're so mad right now. This next one is at Aaron Spires. Where do you put Ty God this week? Start him over your streamers against Washington. I would yes start Ty God over them. I I would too. Yeah. Uh, this next one is at Stotts99. Thoughts on leagues whose playoffs are weeks 15, 16, 17. Oh, man. A week, a week 17 final is, quote, interesting. Okay, well, you, you could just go ahead with this one. It's your, this is your... Oh, my God, guys. Stop playing. It's just, like, Denny knows how much this tilts me. When, like, like look, I've been a league commissioner in my in my home league. This is our 13th year, okay? If we ever did a week 17 playoff... I should be fired, and I, my my laptop should be burned, and I should never be able to go on the internet again to create another league. Mm-hmm. Because this is, this is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard to have a week. People are like, oh, but why would you shorten the season by 8% or whatever it is? I don't know. Maybe because none of the starters are going to play. Maybe because Cam Newton's probably not going to play, and Derek Anderson, Denny's, Denny's God, is going <laughs> to... <laughs> come down and and take that team to 16 and 0 not Cameron these guys who have taken you into the playoffs have have done it. there's no there's no oh but 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 good play good fantasy owners win they 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 find ways oh. to win it's like no that's not how it works their winning happened for 15 freaking weeks or 16 weeks why do they have to do it for another one doesn't make any sense to me. No, I'm I'm with you, and and yes, obviously Derek Anderson is an upgrade over Cam. But on another <laughs> note, <laughs> your deity. Oh, phew. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I've I've played in championships that are week 17, and my lineup had to be altered tremendously because I had guys who were being benched for various reasons. It's not it's not always because the team has clinched a bye, you know, clinched home field advantage. It's just it's uh it's it's not it's not optimal i i will say that i do i do want to say 
one thing for the people who don't necessarily listen to the show for hardcore football takes. I want to I want to share an experience real quick, if I could, JJ. Yeah. So unbeknownst to me, my dad sometimes checks my Twitter account. And, you know, I was somewhat horrified to know this, uh, especially because sometimes I tweet about my dad, although it's all in good fun. He calls me, he calls me the other day and he says, uh, he says, Hey, uh, I see you on, uh, on, on Twitter. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, uh, I, I see a tweet, a tweet about something about, about God. I said, Oh man. I said, what? I, I don't, dad, I'm sorry. I, you have to be more specific. I, I tend to tweet a lot. He said, uh, he said, as you, you wrote here, uh, are you there, God? And, <laughs> and I, and I said, and I thought about it and I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm like, you know, running through my tweets from the previous day or whatever. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and <clears throat> I remember this tweet that I saw where a, a very frustrated Rams fan, rightfully so, says the Rams should just sign Terrell Pryor and and let Pryor and Gurley and Tavon Austin do things, do stuff. Right, <laughs> right. just play football. Right. I mean, just just together they can they can rush for three hundred and fifty yards a game, right. and be and and be fun, right? Right. And so so you know, being a throw Pryor guy, I I uh, I I like the idea. Obviously, I, I was into the idea, so I tweeted, I quoted the retweet, and I and I said, "Are you there, God?" As in, you know, God, please make this happen for me. <laughs> And, but but my dad, who is you know, uh, I would say a pretty religious person, right. took it as me uh, literally questioning the existence of God on Twitter, and he was ready to have like a talk with me. <laughs> can, can, hey, can we can we get your dad's Twitter handle and start a revolution to get him a ton of followers? I I you know what? I'm so sorry. I, I don't even know his his twitter handle you need to find out his twitter handle and we need to make this happen yeah i i do but he was ready to like go like go to like the the holy mat with me and be like <laughs> and be like boy you don't think there's a god no dad there's no god there's no god that lets terrell Pryor sit out there for 16 weeks while, while he's horrible <laughs> if charlie whitehurst is starting god no of course not. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, oh, I, no, I wanted to remind him that I I went to Christian school my entire life, right? <laughs> and right. so I know that conversation. And but no, Dad, don't worry, don't worry. I wasn't, I wasn't yes. questioning. I was just saying, you know, please, if you're up there, make Terrell Pryor a Ram. That's all. That's no, no big deal. That's a small ask when there's so many things going on in the world. Yeah, and nothing more important than this. For sure, of course. Uh, this next one is from at Double A Cantu. He says Carr, who's playing Green Bay, Bortles, who's playing Atlanta, or the streamer. Got to go Bortles. I think so. Uh, next one at Math Teacher. He says, uh, "What home improvement project does Witten tackle this week as an excuse to buy an otherwise unnecessary power tool?" Mm, well, Christmas is coming up, so he's going to get a lot of power tools. That's true. That is very true. Uh, what would his? I I think that he is building a makeshift shelf, solely so, makeshift. Well, just so, just to exist. Sure, 
because it's for it's solely it's for Christmas. It's like for Christmas decorations. He's got to build that this weekend. So he's got to go out and get some stuff. Yeah, I, that that totally makes sense. My grandpa used to build shelves just just for just for the heck of it. Like he just used to be up there, and it would hold nothing. But you know, there's just he just had a, had rooms full of shelves with nothing on them. Right, and and, and you know that's I'm sorry. I don't want. I don't. Would have been it was my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> would have been would have been nice if Etsy existed back then, right? Or if I could possibly explain Etsy to my grandfather. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, next one at Zach underscore Dennis. What should I get my dad for Christmas? If I got him a dad runner tee, he would get mad slash confused at me. <laughs> Why would he get mad? <laughs> Dude, maybe he's like a marathoner. Well, you can you hey look at you can still be you could be in great shape and and run like a freaking dad. Yeah, I'd be yeah, but the problem is people don't get that. People don't automatically just they don't they don't see that. They don't fully understand so that. So do you agree with me when I say that our parents' generation doesn't really get irony? No, they don't get they don't understand sarcasm. They don't right. Okay. It, it's it's all it's hor- it's a horrible way to live the way that they lived well, and live. I think that they're they they come from a, a much more innocent time, right? Where like mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. something the internet is, didn't exist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just it's just funny, you know. And and we're we we're so cynical. <laughs> you know, we we've grown up in such a cynical time that everything we say and do is 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 just layered in sarcasm and cynicism. You <laughs> can't do anything without you know, uh, yeah, I mean, like at our, you know, wedding vows, it'd be like, I guess I love you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <Exactly>. sure. <laughs> you know? Right, I mean, our Twitter accounts are filled with, like, every Jeff Fisher gift that I send is just filled with, with our generation's type of humor. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. So I, I just, I think that the dad runner thing might go over the baby boomer's head is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I, I don't know what gift, I don't know what your dad's into. Get him, like, uh, one of those, like, um... One of those monthly subscription boxes. What do you mean? You know, there's just, they just, they have like the, like, like Dollar Shave Club started it. Oh. And then it just turned into like, turned into like, hey, here's a box of hobbies that you can do for this month. Here's a box of, I, I don't, I don't know, marbles. No. <laughs> just, like they just, they just put box, they just put stuff in boxes and send it out for a subscription site, on a subscription site. The, here's, since this podcast is about my dad. I have to tell you that, that my my dad uses one razor, one razor to shave his face every nine months. What? He, he uses a razor for nine months, and his his facial hair uh, can cut paper. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. So I don't, yeah, I mean, his his razor, he whittles it down to almost nothing. It's really disgusting. I'm like, that's just nice. Okay. So when when we find out your dad's Twitter handle, we need him to create a vine of his facial hair cutting paper. It, it, yeah, no, it really is like uh, he he used to like grab me when my face used to be nice and smooth and everything. He, and he just cut. He it. used to grab my face and rub it against the grain of his cheek, and I would be like, "Oh God, Dad, it hurts so much." <laughs> you just you just come out a bloody mess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm spurting <laughs> blood everywhere. <laughs> Oh man, this next one is uh, at lowercase eleven. He said, "Which of the island of misfit toys do you like most? Fozzie, Dwan Harris, <laughs> High Tower, or Denard Robinson?" <laughs> Dwan Harris isn't on the team anymore, which happened like literally right before we started recording this. But Dwan Harris is not; he got cut. So it's either Fozzie, High Tower, or Denard. I actually think. 
Denard is the guy that you pick up. Yes, yes, Denard is the guy. If you, I thought you were going to be like, I actually think that someone not Denard. No, it's Denard. Yeah, well, you're a truther, so you don't really count. No, that's true. If you had a team with Terrell Pryor handing the ball off to Denard Robinson, you'd be in heaven. And that team would be pretty good offensively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this next one is at Knuckle Pop. He said, name and rank the most overplayed and overrated Christmas songs. Oh. How about that stupid hippopotamus one? Yeah, that's bad. I heard that the other day. I tell you, I'll tell you the one that just grates on me so so bad is the Paul McCartney and Wings one. You know, um, uh, something about a Christmas party or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? A wonderful Christmas time. Yeah, dude, you don't like that song? Wait, what? Wait, no. If you like that song, we need to delete this podcast immediately. The one simply yeah ha- that song yeah. Dude, I, I like that okay, song. Here's here's my here's my issue with it. I actually think that it would be a really solid song, like not a horrible song, if they didn't have that. Oh, I know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know that's that kills the song. If you if you listen to it with just the the instrumentals and, and the and the vocals without that craziness, that that insane it's it's not a bad song. But with that, you know, it may it makes me want to go on a rampage. It's it's horrendous. If you want to know what just just tips Denny off, we know now. Yeah, and I'm going to a Christmas party on on Saturday. So if that's playing, I'm sorry. You're going to see me on the news. You're just going to take the... This the whatever the speakers out of the wall and just start throwing them on the ground. I'll be like, the thing with this song is it didn't have to be this horrible. <laughs> yeah. Screw this wah 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 part. I hate that part. Uh, next one at bedtime thirty seven. Which dad joke is Jason Witten likely to tell? Likely to tell. Did you get a haircut? No, I got them all cut. <laughs> okay. Or or <laughs> dad, I'm tired. Hi, tired. I'm dad. <laughs> Uh, definitely the haircut the one. The haircut one. Uh, that is, that's just awful. My God. What an awful. Classic dad joke. Next one, at GoPackGo underscore 27. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, or Cincinnati defense? Uh, oh, who's Cincy play? Oh, it's Niners. San Fran. Ah, man. Mm. Pittsburgh. I'd go Cincy. i go Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I didn't mean to be that. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. <laughs> I'd go Pittsburgh. I'm going to talk like this the rest of the podcast. Well, we just lost all the listeners. so Yeah, we did. At, at Dean Becerra is next. What is the over-under on the number of icons found on Jason Witten's current Windows 94 desktop? <laughs> what? No, Jason Witten's definitely a Windows ME guy. I'll tell you what Jason Witten does. He does the, the following dad thing. He saves every file to the desktop, right? So, <laughs> right, yeah. So he has... 698 Word documents on his desktop. Right, right. Definitely. Next one, at Coach underscore Hudson. Going against Stafford versus the Saints. Thinking of picking up Golden Tate for leverage but have to drop Amari Cooper. Thoughts? I don't don't like doing that, personally. I don't like... You're you're making a suboptimal decision based on your opponent's lineup. Yeah, yeah. You're freaking out a little bit, I think. 
Yeah, I don't think that's necessary. Not only that, but Golden Tate has has been. I mean, I know he had a a great week last week, but he has not been the best fantasy option. Amari Cooper, I know he got shut out last week, and everyone you know like took their pants off and started burning their bodies. But <laughs> it's <laughs> but he's he's in a better spot this week. Uh, I thought you were gonna say he's in a better place now. It's like, did, did something <laughs> happen to Amari Cooper? Um, I, I, I did, uh, want to say just on the bench your roster situation, which was again, very entertaining. And thank you for all the tweets, all the reaction to your, uh, tilting t- uh, league mates. Uh, one fun thing to do. If you have a kicker that you have in mind, uh, wait until like Saturday or Sunday, especially if you know your, your rival or your opponent is, is looking at your roster and really paying attention and like, and, and add and drop kickers like, like five times. <laughs> you know, I mean, just a bit, but but now only if you if there's no limit on your transactions. Now, I don't. I'm not trying to get you in trouble with your league league settings, but if you can do that, just do it. I did that once, and I then my opponent started picking up kickers and dropping them until he ended up with a kicker who had who ended up with one point. So. I, I just I think that that's another way of messing with your. That's actually a really interesting strategy that I never thought of in terms. Because I'm I'm the guy who doesn't have a kicker until Sunday. Oh, okay. Because okay. and so to have that extra bench spot to hold it because I my my home league we only have four guys in our bench because it's a 14 team league so so our benches are thin so I like to hold on to guys while we get more information and stuff like that towards the end of the week and then drop someone on Sunday so that no one can use that guy I'm dropping and I'm getting the kicker. But if someone were to just continuously add and drop kickers all week, yeah, then then they wouldn't be cleared for or on Sunday rather, like like Sunday at two a.m. Yeah, then I I wouldn't have a kicker for that week. Uh, that because they'd be, they'd be all going through waivers. And look, look, I know that this a lot this rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Like like it's like cheating or something. But again, I I think that you know I think that fantasy football is a game. I know that that is outside the mainstream but i believe it's it is a game so part of the game trying to block your opponent i think that's cool i'm scared shitless now about what's going to happen this week (laughs) i should not have said that sorry man dang it uh next one at hendy la roll with bortles in week 15 or matt ryan against jacksonville rolling matt ryan is like like sticking a a pizza roll up (laughs) Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> the, roll, I was trying to I was trying to come up with something really crazy and then and then you know what happens Denny when I just start start yeah brain vomiting no. and it gets really disgusting no, I mean we would be uh we, we would be suspended uh we would be kicked off air I mean by the by the listeners yes. not even by like the right. government by the listeners <laughs> right right exactly no you Matt Ryan is horrible no, stop stop it's Blake Bortles it's Blake Bortles uh, is there a specu- speculative streaming defense in week 16? Same guy. I, uh, gosh, I didn't really have a chance to look before the pod. I, I wrote up a couple in my 15 transactions column. I'm going to, I think the, uh, the, the lions have someone, are they, I believe. Are they playing someone next week? <laughs> I, I hate you. <laughs> the lions get the, you know what? I'm just trying to help people. Okay. Uh, the Lions next week, so they have the Rams this week, and then they get the 49ers next week, oh, okay. which isn't terrible. And then the Bills, I I would try to get uh, if they're out there because they get the, the Cowboys. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, next one. At Harry Raider, lost Dalton, who do I stream? Jesus, Rivers, Cutler, or other low-owned QB? 
So Rivers is in an interesting spot this week too. I agree. I I'm I'm torn. I, the thing is with Rivers is that he's never he, recently he hasn't had any time to operate in the pocket. Dude, the, his his floor his floor is three fantasy points. But the the Dolphins are bottom ten in pressuring the quarterback this year. So I'm thinking that he might actually have time to sit back there and pick apart a really bad coverage unit. I don't know. I, so you're going with Rivers? I would go with Cousins. Because you said other low owned, and I think Cousins is probably out there. Yeah, I yeah I agree with you that Rivers' floor is like maybe like five points or something around there. But ah, uh, gosh, you know I I would I actually would go with Cousins. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Next one at Eddie Kelly. He says Harris Jackson or Shower Cry. Well, apparently it's Fred Jack. I'm assuming this is Dewan Harris and Fred Jackson. Yeah. Apparently it's Fred Jackson. Actually, it's a Shower Cry. It definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Next one, at Jake Zab. Can you guys, this is a pretty good one. Can you guys make a Friday the 13th style movie except call it week three? <laughs> <laughs> I, it, listen, I, I have an off season ahead of me. I could do that, yeah. Yeah. Next one, at Rob underscore C underscore 14. He says, Big Ben versus Broncos D or streamers. So this question was coming. We knew it was coming. I'm going Big Ben. Uh, I'm going streamers. Ooh. Yeah. I, Man, last week I was the pessimistic one about Ben. I, oh, although you didn't really, you didn't really give. Your yeah, I don't think I weighed in. I, I actually, and after looking at it, I think that you, I, I think that, I know Alex. We talked about Alex Smith and maybe that crazy game script and maybe this and that. I would play Alex Smith over Ben Roethlisberger. I said it. I said it. Wow, wow. <laughs> My key, my 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 keyboard is starting to heat up. I can see a little bit red, like you see in your on your on your stove. That's what's happening to my computer right now. My hot take hell is coming for you. Yeah. Next one at Grizzly Blair. Who would you rather start at running back in your title game this year, Andre Williams or present day OJ Simpson? Oh my god, dude, Andre Williams is so bad. Oh my god, remember when he had truthers? Oh my god, he's he's. He's legitimately, I think, the worst running back in the NFL. No, but there were people out there. Yeah. Oh, there were tons of people out there that loved Andre Williams. He was taken. I'll never, never forget, never forgive. After the Hall of Fame game in which he scored two touchdowns, he was taken in the fifth round of MFL 10s. Yeah. Dude, he is, he is so, so bad. It's crazy how bad he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, at Knuckle Pop. That's it. No numbers. He says... <laughs> Weeks ago, in a quick throwaway comment, JJ mentioned picking up the Chiefs D if available. They are keeping me alive. Thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. Next one. Uh, at average account, he said, Lost Blunt. Rank the following. Harris, Brown, Whitaker, Artist Payne. Uh, it sounds like Bryce Brown's the guy, right? Yeah, but I would go, I would want, well, we don't know about Stewart, Jonathan Stewart. So Yeah, and the other thing too is that I think that's just going to be a, a headache because you have Mike Tolbert there too. Oh God, and Seattle plays Cleveland. Oh no. Yeah, right. Bryce Brown is going to be huge this week potentially. Okay, for those of you who were maybe not aware, Bryce Brown went crazy late in the season, like three years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It could happen. Yeah, dude, he's going to eat. He's going to eat. Next one at Gravy Cakes DFS. Eli versus the Panthers or stream. Oh, he says Jesus. He says Jesus is on the wire. Yeah, no, it has to be the Holy One for sure. Yeah, I would stream. I would go either Cousins or or Smith. 
Next one, at SKCIH underscore FFEJ. I lost. What should I do until next season? Shower, cry continuously, or hop on the Blake Bortles top three QB and 16 hype train? <laughs> God. I can't. Blake Bortles is one of the most amazing, like, it's one of the most amazing fantasy quarterback situations I've ever seen. You know how I know he's a bad quarterback? Because he's a good, he's a great fantasy option, but. But like clearly, when you watch those games, he's not a good quarterback. So, and anyone, it's like it was like when Stafford. It was like when Stafford used to be really good in, right. for, for right. fantasy, but he was not good. Like you know, in like, right people, dude, don't even say that though, because I said that last week on Twitter, and Jaguar, I I block, I I don't block many people. I blocked like fifteen people on Jags Twitter. I I know it, it got so out of hand. No, Jags Twitter is vicious. They are vicious. Easily the most vicious Twitter on Twitter. And they're and they're so uh, they're so thirsty for a quarterback that if you if you right. poke fun at their current quarterback who will play for another six teams in his career, then they will they will go crazy. And I know I just bought myself a world of pain, but you did. I want to say that Uncle Chaps and I are like this, and I'm crossing my fingers right now because Uncle Chaps and I are very close. So, you know, you know, be, beware, beware that I, I love your uncle. Yes. I, I, the, the thing, the thing with Bortles is that like, like I'm very intrigued because his jump from last year to this year has been kind of historic in terms of his rate stats because he was so bad last season. Um, so I'm kind of intrigued at his progression, mm-hmm. but the people who think that he's like arrived are so completely wrong because all they're looking at is the touchdown to interception ratio. Right. When he's throwing so many red zone uh, passes, he's two of the be- two of the most like athletic, two two of the best weapons that you can find in the NFL throwing to, throwing the ball to and Julius Thomas now. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why his touchdowns are up, but that's only part of the story. That's only part of what's going on with with Blake Bortles. I think he has an interesting future. I'm not saying that he's bad. He's he's, he's outperformed my expectations for sure. But uh, you know, don't say negative things about him because oh. Jags Twitter will come after you. Uh, next one at J Culp seventy two. Would Denny rather get a noogie from JJ Watt, eat fatty bacon until he vomits, or use corn flavored chapstick daily? Oh God, all of those things sound horrendous. Corn flavored chapstick? Yeah, man, that's gross. <laughs> it's really gross. I thought that you might like it. No, I, I mean I like the taste of corn, but I don't like like corn. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> corn and chapstick that's, corn. That's sick, man. That's sick. They should have that at Guantanamo Bay. Ah, <laughs> uh, torture humor. Hello. Um, so I think that I would. God, I, you know what? I would just take the noogie and hope that he doesn't rip any hair out. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not that he would give you a concussion, but that he wouldn't rip hair. No, out. give me a concussion. Just don't rip my hair out. Of course. Uh, this next one, this is a good one. At J Des Deck D E C December or or Deck eighty nine. He says Big Ben versus Denver or Derek Carr versus Green Bay. Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> but I see Denver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say Carr. Uh, I would say Carr too. <clears throat> Next one, at Geigertron. Would you rather spend Christmas with Jim Carrey dressed as the Grinch or J.J. Watt dressed as himself? <laughs> Can we just say that the Jim Carrey Grinch movie is an abom- abomination? <laughs> it is. It's horrible. It is so bad. It, it, we, we generally, I think we generally agree on, on Christmas movies aside from Home Alone. I watched Scrooge the other day, 
and yeah. it was so good. I can't even can't even talk about it. Do you remember the movie Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, I do. That movie's terrible. You know what? I watched Scrooge, and then I watched with my friend. I watched the Bill Murray Christmas special on Netflix. Have you seen this? I have not. Is it good? It is what I would describe as not good. I would describe it as unwatchable. I would describe really? it as almost intentionally bad. I would that's You don't like you don't like Bill Murray? I guess I guess my issue with Bill Murray is that I don't get my, like latter day Bill Murray. You know? I, right. I don't yeah. I don't get what he's trying whatever he's doing now as like an old man. Uh and right. God almighty does he look old. Wow, he looks like he's ninety five. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, maybe it's just over my head. Maybe like intellectually, I'm just not understanding. It is so bizarre to me that people find him funny now. And it's like Steve Martin. I don't get Steve Martin's thing anymore. Like, mm-hmm. like since the nineties, since he was like Mr. Funny guy and all those rom-coms, I don't, I like his current thing. I don't understand how, if it, is it supposed to be funny? I don't know. So you you sound like a baby boomer right now. I do, I do. But but Bill Murray's current thing, where I know like bearded hipsters love Bill Murray and everything, but I <laughs> I don't like I I like Bill Murray a lot, but I don't the the, the current uh, incarnation of Bill Murray's ninety five year old corpse. I don't I don't understand. Yeah. Uh this next one. So we've already ranked the the waiver wire backs. I think we both. Would you? So Denard Robinson or Bryce Brown? Uh, D- You're going Denard. Denard, yeah. Yeah, me too. I think I'm going Denard also, and then and then Bryce, and then the and then probably Hightower, and then the rest. Uh, but Hightower, I mean, I went. I mean, I picked up Hightower in leagues whenever the Ingram thing went down. He's not really like a waiver wire ad this week in any competent league, right? Because everyone went and got him last week. Anyway, next one is at Fade to Zach. He said, "What do you think of having divisions in fantasy? Why should division champs get buys over better teams? It's garbage." IMO. Yeah, tell me about it. I'm a Steeler fan, and the freaking Indianapolis Colts are going to make the playoffs. Oh yeah, no, 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 don't have. We're gonna, we're gonna win. We're gonna win three more games in them, and we might not make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that stinks. It does, but at the same time, I think divisions are fun. What you mean in fantasy? Yeah, I think divisions are great. I think, I think, I think it, I think it creates, it creates a different, a different like dynamic, like. So, like, if your goal in fantasy football is to be the most fair that you possibly can be, then you should do either all play, where you're playing every single team every week, or you should just do total points for. Yeah. As as that's that's it, you're done. But it's not as fun. It's not nearly as fun. So if you're doing head to head, then division shouldn't matter because there's already enough volatility. What you need to do is have sure the top two teams from each division makes uh, the playoffs and gets a buy, and then the ne- and then the way that my league does it, I think I mentioned it before. Top two division, the division leaders get the buy. the The next teams in each division get a playoff game. They make it, and then the next seed, the five seed, is the the best record that did not make it. And then the six seed is the most points that did not make it. So you're at least getting everything. I mean, you're you're, you're capturing as much as you can. So if you score points, you're going to make the playoffs, and that's that's really the the fair way of doing it. I would probably flip that fifth and sixth seed uh, situation. Yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, and I, we've we've because generally speaking, the the points team is going to be better than than that five seed. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I I I think that that people people get really angry when uh, 
fantasy doesn't equate to fairness or real life. And it's like, that's not what it is. It's why we hack the system and we stream quarterbacks. There you go. Like that's, that's exactly what this podcast is about. Right. Anyway. All right. I'm done. <laughs> Next one at shape underscore neck. He said, Hey guys, love the show and the hashtag brand Tyrod this week versus the streamers. Yes. Kansas city or Arizona defense. Nope. So Kansas city, Kansas city for sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Then we're good. Next one, at Diddy Must, he says, Poor loser, LaShawn McCoy versus Philly this week, or me playing against Golden Tate, I had Calvin, and losing in the first round. Hashtag vomit. Yeah, that is hashtag vomit all over the place. That is rough. That's tough, man. Next one, at Polish Tweeter, with lots of attention on Shoelace, uh, Curtis Artis Payne, and, and Fozzie, and Hightower. So you have Art... Oh, sorry, let me start this over. <laughs> with lots of attention on Shoelace, Artis Payne, Fozzie Whitaker, Tim Hightower, and Dewan Harris, who's not on the team. Where would you guys position Matt Jones? Wow. I wouldn't I wouldn't want Matt Jones. I don't want to deal with that backfield. They change things up all the time. Yeah, no, it's it's Belichickian at this point. Yeah, I wouldn't touch it. Next one, at Books31, he says, Would you play Greg Olson or this week's tight end streamer? Well, if if, <clears throat> if Olsen plays, his matchup is really sweet. Yeah, you have to go Olsen over if he if he's in there. Uh, next one <clears throat> at Lucky Dip Ketchup. He said, "So about Todd Gurley, is he back for you guys?" <clears throat> Did we talk about Gurley? I mean, we must have said that Gurley was a bad play last week. Yeah, we, which I thought he was. I had him as a sit in my start sit call. Right. We both kind of laughed at someone who was saying, "Should I play Gurley?" Um, the thing with with Gurley is that you know the Rams will run him even if they're down by like a touchdown. But they, but they mm-hmm. can't run him. Not even Jeff Fisher can run him when they're down by 14 or 17 or more, you know? So right. do the Rams have a chance to be down by that much this week? I think so. But is it likely? I don't think so. So therefore, I think yeah. that Gurley is a pretty legit play. Yeah, he's fine. Uh, next one is our buddy Sal at 2QBFFB. Is wearing your Jesus Smith shirt while winning a GPP with Smith considered a Christmas miracle? What? Wait, did that happen to Sal? I don't know if that happened, and that's the most amazing thing that's ever happened. I, I, that would be a Christmas something. Wow. Yeah. Next one is at Fade to Zach. Again, he says, is it weird that I use my opponent's players in DFS as a way to hedge my bets? Oh, yeah, that's weird. Is it? I kind of do it. <laughs> Wait, you, use, you, you specifically take your redraft? I play, yeah. I, I, well, no. I mean, like, I do it mostly like, hey... I have a lineup where I'm so like like because I'm a FanDuel employee now. Everyone knows that, and so we have internal games rather than because we can't play right. Mm-hmm. And so for those games, and I used to kind of do this, but not as much whenever I could freely play. But like for instance, there's a game. There's one lineup that I'm making. I have a ton of Allen Robinson everywhere else. I don't play Allen Robinson in that lineup because I already have enough Allen Robinson to make me happy. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, that that's that's different. But I, I I took it as like you look at your opponent's lineup and you play most or all of those. Players. I think that's probably what he means. So I don't do that, but I do do the thing that I said. Yeah, I mean it's good to hedge. It's good to hedge in some respect. Yeah, sure. Yeah, the, so the psychology of it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, there's like five more at Grogankel. He says, which three would you play this week in non PPR out of Antonio Brown? I'm, assu- I'm assuming. AJ Green, Alshon Jeffrey, and Chris Ivory. 
be easier if he had the Steelers number one receiver, but um, uh, right, I would sit. I would probably sit Ivory there. Okay. Yeah. I think. Wait, um, who were the options? Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, Alshon Jeffrey, and Chris Ivory. Mm, gosh darn. I, I like Ivory a lot. Man, shoot. I would, well, it's non-PPR to be fair. Yeah, non-PPR. Maybe A.J. Green because of the... Uh, this is a really tough one. I know, but he went bananas last week with... Ask ask your ask your best friend who doesn't know anything about football. Uh, you know what? I honestly would have to. I have to play Ivory. I just have to. So okay. Well, then we're of no help. So I I would play Ivory over uh, over Green. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, at Milwaukee two four two two. If Eifert plays this week, how does he rank among the tight end streamers? He's he's better. Yeah. Yeah. It's Tyler Eifert. Uh, at Dole v. Keston, uh, or Dolev Keston, p- perhaps. He says, Lacey, Allen, who's Allen? Why am I blanking oh, right Buck, now? Oh, Buck. Oh, Buck, okay. Yeah, no, okay. Man, it's really weird just seeing the last name. Uh, Lacey, Buck Allen, Charkhandrick West, and Gore, start two. Well, it's got to be Lacey. Yeah, and, I, and if, if if Ware does not go, it's got to be Charkhandrick. Absolutely, yes. But if Ware does go, I would start Buck Allen. Oh, really? I think so. And hope for some receptions and such. Wait, who was the other guy in there? Gore. Gore's trash right now. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Gore. Ed, he's, uh, he retired six weeks ago, so I, I would go, I'll yeah, go, right. I'll go Buck Allen. <laughs> Gore's not even in the NFL anymore. Uh, the next one, uh, AJ McCarron, Marcus Mariota, or Jay Cutler? I'd go Cuddy. Yeah, me too. Next one, uh, at... Ire Skigno, that's not even cl- or maybe L O L Riskigno. Cool, cool man. Put the capital in there. What annoys Jason Witten the most? Loud music after nine p.m. His daughter's boyfriend or people who drive too fast? Uh, I would say all three. I mean, those are all three three things that really just destroy dad's lives. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go with that too. That's it, Denny. That's all the questions. We went way over this week. Yes, yes. Well, if you listen to the whole thing, it's just Dola this week. Not. Yeah, people get really confused. It all started when Denny and I went on a rant about Danny Amendola towards the end of a podcast. Right. It was week, if, week if guys, one. Week one when I was like, Amendola's going to win the Millie Maker. And it's really it's fun. It's fun when when we well we can't just say Dola at the end of every podcast though because then it then people will just say it even though they didn't listen to it. Oh yeah. So what should we say so, this week? Here this week this week we'll say Denny's dad. Yeah, it's going to be hashtag Denny's dad. Denny's dad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. that's what this podcast is all about now. Yeah. Well, tune in to another episode of Denny's dad next week. We should have, our, we should get our dads on sometime. Man, that would be so surreal. But, but. <laughs> Actually, they should just do living the stream one week. Wow. That would, now, that would be something. I think that that would be hilarious. I. <laughs> it wouldn't do, it would make, it would make zero sense. No, none. No sense, and <laughs> they, would just, they would just have a conversation with one another. But I think that our dads would then like maintain our personalities because my dad would just be full of hot takes, just uh, unbelievable yeah. amounts. And I think that your dad would just try to hold down the fort, <laughs> <laughs> like like trying not to let the podcast spin out of control. Right, dude. They so I I feel like our maybe our dads would get along and they could they could do this podcast sometime. Yeah. Well, I I listen. 
I will ask my dad if he would do it. And then first I'll have to say a podcast is a, and then to explain it. Right, right, right. But, of course. You know, he might be up for it. Yeah. I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk to my dad. Yeah. I'm, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, why are we still podcasting right now? Just to give you an idea. My dad once said that the NFL could not suspend Tom Brady because he is quote, too handsome. So. <laughs> the hottest take ever. <laughs> you can't get any hotter than that. It's gonna. That's that's absurd. Well, my my dad's a Penn State graduate. Okay. And he likes Pittsburgh sports. <laughs> my dad was a Washington football team fan until they were terrible for the last thirty years. And then, yeah, then he, then he no so. So was he never a Dolphins fan like you? No, but he he definitely he rooted hard for the Dolphins for a long time with me because he knew that the outcome of the game would determine my mood for the next forty eight right. hours. Man, it's so unhealthy. No, it's so bad. Oh my god. Anyway, all right, Danny, tell everyone where they can find you if they're still listening. Okay, my dad once said, "You can't cry every time Pete Stoyanovich misses a field goal." Sorry. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, uh, at CD Carter 13, uh, and you can find my streaming scores at the fakefootball.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at late round QB and all of my work over at numberfire.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we got one more podcast. I think we'll do, we won't do week 17. We might do week 17. I'm not sure. Gonna, we did last year. We did the DGAF episode. We're going to do what? It. Yeah. Yeah. We got to have the DGAF episode part two. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so we got two more podcasts and then we take a, a little a little hiatus. So hopefully you enjoyed this one. Good luck in B fifteen. Win that 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 that's not what I wanted to say. Win that playoff game. Yes, there you go. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.